contention no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle God said after today she shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said she will rest from your battle And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Audu, head pastor, ICGC Yawa Temple, East Lagan. Joel chapter 2, verse 23 to 27. Be glad then, you children of Zion. Be glad then, you children of Zion. And rejoice in the Lord your God. And rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain faithfully. And it will cause the rain to come down for you. The former rain and the latter rain in the first month. 24. He said, The threshing floor shall be full of wheat, and the vase shall overflow with new wine and oil. 25. He said, So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust has eaten, the consuming locust and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you. 26. He said, You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. 27 says, Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. Hold on there. It is important for you to understand yes, maybe you made some mistakes. Like I began saying, maybe you are supposed to have lived a certain lifestyle or do some things or plan a certain way but you didn't get it that right or you didn't do what you expected of you. You don't need the restoration of God. Is that You don't need to blame yourself. If Mephibosheth would have been blaming himself, you realize when he appeared before David. Who am I such a dead dog to receive? In other words, I don't even qualify for this favor, but God qualifies us irrespective of the mistakes we made maybe personally or whatever whatever mistakes you made, whatever decisions you took that backfired, you don't need to blame yourself, he said what, my people shall not be put to shame, as long as we walk with God, there might be bad decisions we took, but God is saying that no matter how bad that decision was, which has landed us in the things we have found ourselves in, either in a marriage, or either in losing an investment or either in a debt, he said whatever decision we took he said there is a restoration for you this scripture in Joel was a hope God was giving back to Israel that irrespective of the sin of Israel irrespective of the backsliding of Israel irrespective of the mistakes Israel made because of his loving kindness for the children of Israel because of his covenant with Israel because of his covenant with Abraham with Isaac and with Jacob he cannot take off his eyes off them because his covenant compels him to be able to honor his word so he, he comes in there and he says now listen I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. What is he referring to? That there was a time in your life because you departed from you, because you did not take the right decision, because you didn't do what I expected you to do. It made you lost things. You lost your energy. You lost your resources. You lost your business. You lost your faith in me. You lost your fellowship with me. You lost that love. You lost that money. You So it has landed you all kinds of trouble. He said, I am coming to restore. I know you fail, but I am coming to restore. In the book of Revelation, he said, I hold the keys of David. I open and no one will shut. He said, why do I open and no one shut? He said, because I know you don't have the strength. 
We get to a point where we don't have the strength. Mephibosheth did not have the strength. He didn't have the connections again. Because who wants to associate with somebody who is down? Mephibosheth did not have what it takes. But God had all the connections in his hands. So when the time came, he triggers it. I came to encourage you. The Lord sent me to let you know that it is not about you, but it's about him. So no matter where the mistakes came from, no matter what happened, the situation, whether knowingly or knowingly, he is going to restore the years that the swarming locusts are eating, the crawling locusts and the consuming locusts and the chewing locusts. said, my great army which are sent among you. Look at the Joel chapter 2 verse 24. Let me show you something also there. He said that the threshing floor shall be full of wheat and the vast shall overflow with new wine and oil. Pastor, why are you reading it backwards? I'm doing this to let you know the trend of thought of the writer. So he said, now listen to me. I will not put you to shame. Why? Because I have a covenant with you. And not only that, that covenant I have with you compels me to restore you. And when I have restored you, then this is what is going to happen. Your threshing floor shall be full of wheat. I prophesy to somebody. What prophetically this means is that you are going to have surplus. Surplus in every area. Surplus in your finances. Surplus in your joy. Surplus in everything you are doing. You are going to have surplus. So your threshing floor shall be full of wheat. And the vast shall overflow with new wine and oil. I don't know who I am prophesying to. It is not yet over. There is a time for the overflow of your new wine and oil. Remember Psalm 23. He said, our cup shall run over. God is our restorer. And David proved to us in Psalm 9... As we read. So he comes in to restore Mephibosheth. And the vast of Mephibosheth was, remember, he called Ziba, he said, Ziba, take care of the land for Mephibosheth. Ironically, Mephibosheth only one son. But Ziba had many of them. And all of the Ziba's children and Ziba himself were feeding off what Mephibosheth have. That is what we mean by the threshing floor shall be full of wheat and your vase shall overflow with new wine and oil. What it means by that overflow is that now you are not only going to be the beneficiary, others are also going to benefit from you. Others are also going to eat from you. Others are also going to reach out to be blessed from you. You are going to be a channel, a supply, and a container. Am I talking to somebody? You will not only keep, but you will supply also to others. And that will be the joy. Give me the 23. You will love it. It says, Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. Ah, because God will do this thing. One, He will restore us, and He will cause the vines to overflow, and the new one and the oil to overflow. Then He says that because of these things, we have to be glad and rejoice in the Lord our God. I am here to let somebody know that rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord your God because there is coming a total restoration. He said, for he has given the former rain faithfully and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. What it simply means that the former rain and the latter rains are agricultural rains. They are rains that come to prepare the ground. One comes to prepare the ground for the sowing of the seed of the farmer and the second one comes for harvest. But he said that now I'm going to put together the seed sowing time and the harvest time together. In other words, I am shortening the process of the miracle. I am shortening the process of the supply. You have been in this pain for a long time. You have waited on me for a long time. You have brooded for a long time. You have been a shame and a spectacle for a long time. You have cried for a long time. So I am compressing the time in your favor. I am compressing the whole thing in your favor that I will do it speedily in your life. Is our restore. That is how God restores us. He restores us by compressing time. He goes into our future, picks what is there that we lost in our future, comes into our past and picks what we lost in our past and brings it into our present. Compress the past 
the present and the future together and gives us added advantage. I prophesy, may the Lord give us an added advantage. That is why others can go ahead of you. But when God compresses the time, it doesn't matter who has gone ahead, you will overtake that person. I prophesy over your life tonight. May you recover all and overtake. Ah, I don't know what you lost. He came to David after David's house, Ziglag and home has been burned down by fire and they've taken the wives and the children and properties away. The soldiers wept. Why? Because they did not have hope. But David had hope in the Lord. First Samuel chapter 30, he believed in God. Bible said he was greatly distressed and the people spoke of stoning him. But when he got to that point, he remembered that he had a covenant with God. So Bible said that, and David strengthened himself in the Lord is God. Not in man, but in the Lord is God. And he called forth, Abiata the high priest, Abimelech's son, to bring in the effort. And when the effort was said, and he inquired of the Lord, and the Lord said, pursue, pursue this troop. You shall overtake them. And when David pursued, he overtook Tonight, I want you to know that you will pursue and you will overtake. Because our God is a restorer. God does not forget us. God does not forget us. David remembered the house of Jonathan to show us that God does not forget us. No matter how long it will seem. God does not forget us. No matter how long it will seem. It will seem like it has delayed. It will seem like it is too long. But I want you to know that God does not forget. He doesn't forget us. He doesn't forget us. Exodus chapter 2 verse 23 to 25. When it seems that God has forgotten the children of Israel. This is what happened. He said, God came through after the appraisal. He said, now it happened the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage. And they cried out and their cry came up to God because of the bondage. I can see somebody's cry now in the ears of the Lord. I can see your prayer ascended to heaven as an incense before God. And I see angels being dispatched to come and attend to you speedily. Ah, the Lord said, forgive yourself because I have moved on. He said, do no more afflict yourself. Trust me. He said, so God heard their groan in 24. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham. Child of God, there is a covenant between you and God. With Isaac and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God acknowledged them. God acknowledged them. In other words, God accepted to do it. He would do it for you and I. He would do it. Because he cannot disgrace himself. God does not forget us. He doesn't forget us. Number five, God is love. David showed us God is love. David showed love to Mephibosheth. To prove to us that God's love for us is beyond measure. God's love for us is beyond measure. Sometimes we think people love us. So we trust people. Let me tell you, the love of men are circumstantial. But the love of God is unconditional. Can I say it again? The love of men are circumstantial. Otherwise, it is dependent upon circumstance. But the love of God is unconditional. I challenge you to be able to have that love of God. You see, when you have the love of God, Romans 5, 5 says that the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost, not by men. When the love of God is shed abroad in your heart, you can love humanity. It is not a reverse. So it's important and critical for you to know. There is no way David would have shown that love if there is no love of God in him. Once the love of God is in you, you can forgive your enemy. Once the love of God is in you, you can let go of pain. When the love of God is full in you and rich in you, you can overlook your enemy and still move on. And pray for the one that despises you. And pray for the one that hurts you. And pray for the one that is even against your life. You will know it and still pray for them. You will live with them and you will keep your heart because you are full of the love of God. First John chapter 3 says that, Behold, what manner of love 
the Father has bestowed on us. Not what manner of love men has bestowed on us, but what manner of love God has bestowed on us. That we should be called children of God. It means that our being called children of God was not a selection of man. Because it was left to man alone. There are some people who should not be admitted to become Christians. Or to be admitted to qualify for God's love. But can I disappoint your enemies and my enemies? That it is not about their choice, but it's about the choice of God. Ah, somebody would have thought that Meshwasha should have not been the one. That should have been selected from Lodiba. But can I disappoint and burst the bubbles of your enemies that they thought you should not be the one that should marry that favor. I came to let you know that the favor is fair, says Bishop T.D. Jakes. I am here to let you know. Ah, put on your dancing shoe. Ah, and let your enemy know that your head might not look like it. Your face might not look like it. Your name might not look like it. Your body might not look like it. Your sin might not look like it. But God says that I will bless who I want to bless. He said, Jacob I love and Esau I hated I came all the way to let you know The selection is not of man but of God And First John 3 1 tells us that we should be called children of God What a privilege What a privilege Because God is love What a privilege He extends the hand of invitation He said Mephibosheth can out of Lord Iba When he was left to men alone They would not Remember when Ziba was giving the testimony to David. When he asked that, is there still anyone in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness? Listen to what Ziba said. When Ziba was going to, Ziba came there to give report. But in one way or other, he was being derogatory. I mean, he was trying to point out the weakness of Ziba. Sometimes at a place of recommendation, your enemy finds himself there and he tries to recommend. And by speaking, he still says something. He says all that, but he said, but I am here to announce to somebody, your enemy, in the place of recommendation, no matter how they try to recommend or to scale you down, God's love will cause you to receive that of favor. Because it reason the king says, Is there not still some of the house of Saul to whom I may show kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. Is it what David was looking for? Is it what David was looking for? You see, the occupation of our enemies is to always find fault against us. That is why I always said that don't go to places where people don't value your dream. But go to places where people value your dream. You see, when you are in a place where your dream is valued, even your weakness is taken care of. You are given an opportunity. You are given a guide to make it. Ziba. He said, Jonathan, who is lame in his feet? Don't become a carrier of a bad recommendation. He said, beloved, now we are children of God. And it has not yet been revealed. <laughs> what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed. We shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him. Purifies himself. Just as is pure. Have that hope. God is love. It doesn't matter what your enemies think. I want you to know. That the love of God. Has been shed abroad. In our hearts. Number six. God elevates. David elevated Mephibosheth. And decorated him with honor to prove to us that God is our elevator and coverer of shame. You remember when Haman had to go to destroy the children of Israel 
in the book of Esther chapter 6 was going to inquire and receive the decree so that he can go and kill and hang Mordecai on his wall. Look, I said that night the king could not sleep. Why? He says, so one who was commanded to bring the book of the records of the chronicles and they were read before the king. Verse 2 says, I said, and it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bettina and Therese, two of the king's eunuchs, the dog keepers who sought who had sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. Why should King Ahasuerus have that dream? The book of that chronicle and the deeds of Mordecai has been hidden so that the enemy will have access to do what he needs to do. But trust me, when God's hand is upon you and God's grace is upon you and the hands, eyes of the Lord is upon you, it doesn't matter where they hide you. Mephibosheth was in Lodiba. There was no communication. He was out of reach. He was out of no communication. But trust me, when the time of elevation came, he was remembered. That is why you don't need to give up. It is not yet over. Now you think they've forgotten you. But trust me, your honor is coming big time. The king said, what honor or dignity has been restored on Mordecai for this? Mordecai has done something, but it is hidden. You have done things to people, but it's hidden. Your boss, what is supposed to get in your enemy has hidden it. They are trying to play politics and hide things and do all those things, but the Lord is coming through for you. He said, and the king's servant who attended him said, nothing has been done for him. Verse number four. He said, and so the king said, who is in the court? Now Haman had just entered the outer court of the king's palace to suggest that the king hang Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. The enemy has set a gallows. The king's servant said to him, Haman is there, standing in the court. And the king said, let him come in. Check this. So Haman came in and the king asked him, what shall be done for the man whom the king delights to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, whom would the king delight to honor more than me? You see, the challenge sometimes you should have is that people who hate you, people who fight you, people who thought you will remain in your low debar and, and lose your opportunity because now you are one with them. You are all eating at a base place. Ah, who were having problems because you were exalted and who were having problems and all of those things. One of the things that excites them is that anytime there is opportunity, they are thinking it should be them. And not you. So whenever they are looking for. Oh so who will do it. They think yes it is me. But I want you to know that God. The love of God. Will disappoint your enemies. So Haman came in and the king asked. What shall be done for the man whom the king delights to honor. He said Haman thought in his heart. Whom would the king delight to honor more than me. But look at it. He said and Haman answered the king. For the man whom the king delights to honor. Let a royal robe be brought which the king has won. And a horse on which the king has ridden, which has a royal crest placed on its head. Tell somebody it is not yet. If somebody is by your side, tell the person it is not yet over. God is about to showcase you to another level. He said, then, then let this robe and us be delivered to the hand of one of the king's most noble princes, that he may array the man whom the king delights to honor. Then parade him on horseback through the city square and proclaim before him, that shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. And listen to what the king said. Then the king said to Haman, hurry, take the robe and the horse, as you have suggested, and do for Mordecai the Jew who sits within the king's gate. Leave nothing undone of all that I have spoken. I am talking about a God who is a covenant keeper. I'm talking about a God who has a covenant with us. I'm talking about a God who will disappoint the devices of our enemies and do thought that where we are will remain there forever. That sickness will kill us. That job we have lost, that is our end. That investment we have lost, that is our end. That company that has gone down, that is our end. That marriage trial, that is our end. Our God will disappoint them. He will disappoint them. 
wherever they are standing and suggesting things and they are trying to take our favors, trying to take our opportunity, trying to lobby for our things that has not been done today, God will disappoint them. He will disappoint them. Every human that is after the church, every human that is after your family, every human that is after any ministry, every human that is after our business, any human that is after our marriage, any human that is after our children, may the Lord cause them to fall. He said, you have spoken well. All that do, God's twelve. He said, and after Mordecai went back to the king's gate. Take note, Mordecai went back to the king's gate. But Haman hurried to his house, mourning and with his head covered. Your enemies will cry. Ah, they will be disappointed. It is not yet over. The promotion that is coming your way. I don't know who I'm prophesying to. I don't know where they left you. I don't know what they did to you. I don't know what has happened to your life, to your marriage, to your ministry, to your calling, to your favor, to your finance, to whatever friends have left you. They thought to challenge the end. Under this COVID-19, you used to have friends. They love you. You have pote. You will enjoy. Under COVID-19, you lost everything. They don't, you call them. They are not even picking their call. They are not even reaching. I want you to know God is about to turn things around. He's about. And verse 13, he said, when a man told his wife Zeresh, and all his friends, everything that has happened to him, his wise men and his wives arrested said to him, if Mordecai, before whom you have begun to fall, is of a Jewish descent, in other words, is a covenant child, you will not prevail against him, but will surely fall before him. I came to tell somebody, ah, stop crying, wipe away your tears. Whoever has decided to elect himself to fight you, God sent me to let you know this is the word. They will fall and they will not rise again. They will crash and they will not rise again. Psalm 37 says that they will appear like a flower but the sun shall scorch them and they will dry away. He said before whom you are falling, his wise men and his wife, all those that are advising people to hurt you, to do things against you, to deny you favor, deny you access, do everything. I want you to know that their counselors and all those that advise them are going to tell them again that from today they are falling because of you and they will fall. They will fall. They will fall big time. Don't even worry your head. Sometimes one thing I have loved about God is that I don't fight my battles. I learn to trust him to fight it. You see, when God is fighting your battle, the victory is sweet. I don't know who I am talking to. I said, when God is fighting your battle, the victory is sweet. But when you are fighting it, you are limited. You see, one of the things, child of God, you should understand, that Mordecai did not bother himself about Haman. Haman was not Mordecai's worry. I don't know why sometimes you get worried about who is attacking church, who is speaking against church, who is doing what against church. Mordecai knows very well of what Haman is doing and plotting. But that has not bothered him. What he did was to fast and pray. You have a weapon. You have an army. Go into your closet and kneel down and lift up prayer. When the time came, who was hung on the gallows? Sometimes we get troubled. We get challenged. We get confused. So we speak even sometimes for your enemy to know what you are saying. Keep quiet. Have the element of surprise. Mordecai surprised Haman. Finish Haman. Because he was a covenant child. Know what is your covenant. Know who is also you. Know who is your anchor and your strength and your power. David said that I'm a man of war. For in my silence. But when I speak, they are for war. You have to understand that. You are terrible. Seven. God is our helper. First Samuel chapter 2. Verse 6 to 8. 
This is the song of Hannah. After Penina has disturbed Hannah, troubled Hannah, insulted Hannah, did everything to Hannah and everything. Eventually, when Hannah gave birth to Samuel the prophet, I see you giving birth to your miracle. And when that happened, he came, she came out and came out with this song. He said, the Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and brings up. Seven. He said the Lord makes poor and he makes rich. Take note. The Lord makes poor and he makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. Ah, eight. He said he raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ashes. Kamba Sakataya. That was my marriage verse when I was going to marry. That was the scripture I used for, for my marriage verse. He said he raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ashes to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. When I was praying and preparing for my marriage, it was not beautiful times, very challenging times and everything was not there. The Lord gave me this scripture prophetically. Ah, so many years ago. <laughs> I'm 20 years in marriage now. So many years ago. And I got this scripture. I didn't understand it, but I put it there as my Rima word. He said, he raises the poor from the dust. From the dust. Because I came from a place of nothingness. And the Lord gave me this scripture. As an assurance of my future where he's taking it. He raised the poor from the dust. And lifts the beggar from the ash heap. Mephibosheth, who is a prince, now was a beggar in Lodiba. God lifted him up. God will lift you up. Ah, he will lift you up. The tables are turning. God will lift you up. He lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes. The guys who say, Odehe. <laughs> ah, that comes to say a brimpon a far or move fibre be any other because a brimpon person a jobo kajoyo kwata odehe ate. I see you being lifted from nowhere and being seated among princes. They never created space for you, but God will create space for you. Set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. There is an inheritance for you. Mephibosheth inherited the blessings of his great grandfather and of his father. He said, why? For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. And he has set the word upon them. The pillars of the earth is of the Lord. And he has set the word upon them. In other words, God is a master chess player. He knows what to push at every time all over the world to be able to bring in what belongs to you. I prophesy to you today, it is not yet over. They took your coat of many colors. God is bringing you more coat. They took what belongs to you. God is bringing more. They don't trotted you. They step on you. They, they spit on you. They despise you. They manipulated against you. They gang up against you. They shut your doors. They told your recommenders to and tell them that you are lame. You are incapable. You are not fit. You don't qualify to enter into the palace. With all the insult and the blackmail and all those things, they still God bypassed them and God honored you. God is going to honor you to disappoint them. He would honor you to disappoint them. He will honor you to disappoint their manipulation, their insult, their scheming, and everything. God, before they are seen, boom, you are gone. I love this advert on television. I watch TV as a literature student. Everything about me is life. I love this advert. For now, I don't even see it. It was a, a medicine, a, a herbal product. And this medicine was being bought by a motor rider. He's going to buy it. It's behind his motor. He was riding and then he hit a bump and then the medicine fell down. When the medicine fell down, 
doctor came, carpenter came, lawyer came, all professions came and they were fighting over that medicine. Yes, the medicine was in the middle and they've all opened their legs and they were fighting. And, and, and then there was a small little student who was in her house and was watching over the wall and seeing what was going on. Believe she could be imagining. Why are elders like this fighting with all the intellectual knowledge they have and they don't see that it is one thing just to bend down and one person taking it and sharing the whole thing. This little girl went in between the legs of the people who were fighting. Pick the medicine. Went through that same way and went and the people were still fighting. Oh, it's the same way God is going to do to your enemies. The very thing they want to attack you, they will fight against themselves. Whilst they are fighting, you go in between them and you pick whatever belongs to you. I prophesy to you, that is what God will do for you today. It is not yet over. Isaiah 54 verse 2 to 4. Let me give you the scripture. He said, And let the place of your tent. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your course. And strengthen your stakes. Why? 3. He said, For you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendant will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. 4. He says that, Do not fear. Today I come to encourage somebody. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame, for you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. I came to announce and to prophesy to somebody, do not be afraid. God bless you. Shalom and peace to you. God of love, God of power. Thank you for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yawa Temple, East Lingon. We know you've been blessed by God's Word. For more practical teachings from Reverend Ismaila Awudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlingon.com or email yawatempleicgc at gmail.com. Do contact us on 57 or 057-2260-434. Worship with us on Sundays, Maximum Life Service, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Tuesdays, Master Class Service, 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Fridays, Breakthrough Service, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Oh, I'm coming. No greater